0: Welcome, everyone. This is the Pencil In Podcast, the show where two
1: working artists and creators chat with guests. I'm Ingrid. And I'm Lindsay. We're going to be discussing so many interesting subjects with you guys, art, uh, sketch cards, collecting, publishing, tools, materials, all sorts. Perhaps we can finally understand why we all do this to ourselves. Okay.
0: Hey, everyone welcome to this ghoulish episode this is a special episode it's episode 40 and it is focused on halloween these are all the publishers that you see here we have uh richard falks richard parks jeremy falcon Falkenberg, i'm sorry and uh timmy aka lindsey grayling <laughs> and moi of course So welcome, everyone, and uh, we're going to be going through all the upcoming Halloween sets that uh, you publishers have out. Lindsay, would you like to carry along?
1: I shall. Uh, We're going to start today with our Richard Fout. Um, We're very interested to hear. Hello, Richard. We're very interested to hear what you've got coming out at Halloween. Can you start by telling us a bit
2: about it? I can't do it with the mask on. (laughs) I don't know (laughs) how they do it. (laughs) Uh, I'm really here. It's not just Michael. Uh, Yeah, uh, well, with uh, most everybody on this podcast, uh, these fine folks, I am working on the second Nosferatu uh, for Halloween. So that is going to be starting in just a few weeks here. It starts uh, October. October 1st is the launch, I believe. And uh is only gonna run for two weeks because actually everybody here has a ton of Halloween projects, which is one of the reasons we're doing this podcast. Uh it's only gonna run for two weeks. So that is one thing to take note of. But it's a follow-up to two years ago, we did a Nosferatu Uh and we had so much left over, and actually the response was way bigger than I ever expected. Um so it was really cool we had a lot of artists involved there's a ton of artists involved this time and we wanted to take a spin at doing it but everybody changed roles so last time uh i worked with all the artists and got all the sketch cards and did an art subset that time this time richard parks is doing that uh there's a subset of i'm doing cosplay there was a uh wonderful woman who did a nosferatu cosplay that i'm doing a subset of cards uh, we did lenticulars from artwork. We have, I mean, I have, oh my gosh, a whole list. I think we now have added uh, wood cards. We have, uh, it's its a really stacked set. And right now I'm in the midst of trying to design a coffin-shaped uh, case set for the upper tier boxes as well. Oh
0: my God, that's awesome.
2: Yeah, so that's Nosferatu 2. And... I will say it because that forces me to do it. Uh, that leaves us with that two, two week window. That leaves me time to launch. Driving double feature three will launch then by Halloween. Uh, and the movies over my shoulder here with all of my hammer lunchbox. Uh, the movies for that is uh, the satanic rites of Dracula and horror express. Um, so I am a huge fan. Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee fan that's going to be the exact same model as Drive-In Double Feature 1 and 2 it's both films uh, are celebrated Uh, it's all uh, original artists artwork Um, it'll be tiered exactly the same as as the previous this time just because of time um, I'm rolling the promo set of 12 cards into the actual campaign itself as opposed to you know, spacing it out. I just don't have time to get it done in time. (laughs) A few too many things going on. A few too many people to stalk. (laughs) Um, That's everything that I'll get done by Halloween or, you know, God willing, I'll even get it done by Halloween. Uh, Following that, uh, I'm launching uh, a new series that's going to feature more, uh, not necessarily uh like slashers and, and lower budget uh, uh sort of popcorn films but i'm doing a uh avant-garde cinema set and the first film for that is vampire which is a silent german film uh uh it's going to be the launch for that set and i just started the second set of that and that is going to be one of my all-time favorite films i can't really announce it but if You know me, you know one of my favorite German silent films that is an absolutely gorgeous, um, industrial. Not Metropolis, theme. is it? it? It might be. I'm not gonna say <laughs> that it is. It's an but awesome film. I, I'm I loving it. Uh, there's a few vendors, um, that are able to produce some unbelievably cool, um things for it so that one is at least a year out but uh i'm i'm really planning it ahead of time and that one is going to be really exciting and actually i have about three other sets that are in mid <laughs> production. so my problem isn't working on sets it's finishing sets and getting them out <laughs> Oh, that's everything that's happening here wow that Not- sounds so interesting I mean, you
1: seem to get excited when he mentioned the avant-garde. I mean, I've not heard of that film.
2: I did? I took um, a couple of cinema classes. I, I was an art major, graphic design, typography, and illustration in college. And I took on the side of that, I was taking a, a film class. And I was really excited about it. And um, this one, he did a whole series that was the... the um, it was like the origins of horror, and so while Nosferatu technically is the first vampire film, this is the first film that rolled in, um, It yes, the, the main villain is a vampire, however, it was rolling in, uh, Europe has a ton of traditions of, like, different ghouls, and so this actually rolls in, like, um, the the haunted, um haunted dead. There's a bunch of people whose souls are trapped, and so like what you're seeing visually, um, it was a really horrifying film at the time in Europe because they were really terrified of the thought of all of these dead souls walking around, many of whom were like enchanted by this witch. So there's witchcraft, there's vampires, it like it folded in as many different lores as it could. And it's a beautiful, stunning film with some crazy cinematography, considering the time. Um, it's not terribly well known. And so it was a good one for me to sort of kick off the whole line because it's it was easy to get it done and out there. And if it's not as well received, I hadn't put as much into it as some of my big sets, but I wanted to launch So that somebody has an idea of the line before I really get into it. And the coolest thing is my son actually helped with this line. He, when I started talking about putting this one together, he and I watched the film together and he was like, oh, this is cool. But like, what artists do you want for it? Because this is going to be another uh, artist heavy uh, set. And so he sat down with me and we looked at all of the different sets that I've done. We talked about different artists. He helped me pick the artists. Uh, I went through the whole process with him. He helped me pick which cards by artists uh, are going to be produced. So there's an art subset. There's a um, film subset. Uh, there's a few special cards, but I'm not going to go real hard unless the, the campaign is a lot more successful than it could be. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's going to be a really interesting set. So I kind of have like, I have like now a highbrow set, uh for film and horror and then i have sort of a lowbrow a lot more fun uh, a lot more commercial set of film properties and then um yeah oddball stuff that i'm doing on the side of that like uh the bigfoot and i have i'm trying to launch my own property uh next year that's going to be in the vein of like garbage pail kids or um it's a real fun, insane set, and everybody will. Uh, everybody that's pledging on Drive-In Double Feature or Sasquatch is getting a preview of what that set's going to look like.
1: That's a great, great idea. I mean, I don't see why like all the publishers can't have their own version of, um, you know, Garbage Pail
2: Kids. A- yeah, well, the thing is, is everything for us is about branding. I, you either have to pay to license someone else's stuff. And then a lot of your profits are going, you know, to whoever owns the property, or you have to come up with something yourself because doing something like this, the really big thing is branding. That's the reason I came up with drive-in double feature was Hmm. not, so that I I I didn't want to just have a white zombie set of cards. You have to have a concept of what the entire thing is, because then I'm producing Drive-In Double Feature. I'm not just producing a bunch of random sets that are knockoffs of other films. If you get the idea that this is two films, they go together, even the artwork is complementary of each other. Uh, drive and double feature three will have like more of a cinematic, uh, support. There's going to be like a popcorn bag and a, and a ticket, a ticket stub. So things that are more in line with like an actual experience versus just, this is necessarily a set of cards. So I'm trying to think bigger branding, how to get all of this stuff roped in. And if that's the case, why not, you know, as opposed to licensing from somebody else, why not create my own brand? Because then, I get to make all of those decisions. I'm mm-hmm. running through licensing goes really well because I just ask myself, do I think this is a good idea? <laughs> <laughs> a blob in public domain. Yeah. <laughs> blob. Yeah. Yeah. When I knew I was going to do a series that featured a lot of public domain, it wasn't just like, well, you know, anybody can just grab images off the internet and throw together a series of cards, but like, that's not, that doesn't make it mine. So how do I make it mine? I needed to sort of brand it. I needed to have it all look the same. And if the series all come out, and and once you see a third or a fourth series, it all makes sense how all of this like stuff goes together, and you get the idea that it's not just stills from the film. It's art. It's art that's you know yeah. commissioned, and they're putting it. Um, you know, so
0: which set on, is this you know. that's going to be available uh, in October? This October.
2: The, Drive-in double feature, or Drive which one? Double,
0: are, which one is it that? Which ones? Because you're pretty busy. I know. <laughs> it, will that will be available this October?
2: October will be drive-in double feature. God willing, will be will okay. be launched by Halloween. So uh by the end of the year, will be vampire. That is the avant-garde cinema. Uh, number one and I won't even mention all of the other stuff that's beyond that because I'm really intrigued by the
0: avant-garde theme you've got going that's pretty nifty
2: yeah the the the, a lot of the the stuff I've done to date is a lot more fun or it can be a lot more lowbrow or it could be you know that that's gonna hopefully be a the, the idea is that it's a really slick presentation it really is maybe more of the art piece versus you know some of the stuff that's been a little bit more fun and I can I can shoot from the hip a little bit more I think that avant-garde is going to be a little bit more traditional and it will be you know fairly respectful and it and it's more of a a, a film study piece versus just an entertainment piece
0: so the, 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 this is so that so it'll be the drive and double feature that will be available this October. Yes, and uh people who want to know more about that particular one, where should they go.
2: Uh The easiest well once it's launched it'll be available on Kickstarter, you can see. I also uh, need to update as it launches on uh, my website. That's the rjf-image-design.com. Okay. Oh, so now you've changed back to V again. Oh, right. <laughs> I, I absolutely love the V. <laughs> um, so yeah. yeah no. that's available there, or the the best ways on Kickstarter just just search up uh, rjf. So as in run, jump, fly, uh, image design. Or, yeah, search Drive and Double Feature on Kickstarter. That's that's available as well. Lindsay, I can send a couple links that you can throw into the – or, uh, sorry, Ingrid. I can send – Is that what it stands for, Run, Jump, Fly? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the way I keep explaining it because it's Richard Joseph Falks. That's my name. Um, okay. it's, how I, it's how I signed everything. Uh basically when i started the company i was, i had to do a lot of qcing and so i was i was i was doing a signature rjf all day rjf 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 as i QC'd everything um and then i needed to come up with a logo for my company and it's i knew what i was selling was me it was my expertise so i put the logo is the rjf inside a little uh comic book word bubble because what i wanted was i wanted the buzz to be about you know the skills that i had and the things that i was doing so it's rjf in the word bubble and then image design because that's all i'm good at doing
0: <laughs> pretty darn awesome <laughs> who would like to be the next richard or jeremy hey, you guys both please don't answer oh, this all is
3: jeremy i'll go ahead and go next please how you doing ingrid how you doing
1: <laughs> i'm doing great well happy to be here thanks so for much for having me himself. go ahead again, coming up. we all keep talking at the same time we do <laughs> what have you got coming up in for halloween and beyond
3: so attic cards very happy to be participating with uh both richards uh and and yourself on the uh nosferatu 2 uh really excited for that um doing a lot of the back-end logistics and then also working on the tuck boxes uh with uh the richards and then uh one of my contributions to this set is going to be the acrylic card something i've been doing a lot more in my own set something i really like um laser cut acrylic um so they're kind of oh i wish i had grabbed something before this meeting um (laughs) yeah not not within arm's reach um and then if I have to get up and go get it, my um, secret will be revealed that I never wear pants on Zoom meetings. So, uh, and We don't want that. Um, but the acrylic cards, if you go to the website, uh, I put them in a lot of my other sets. So attic hyphen cards, uh, you'll see some examples uh, for some other things. Um, and they are all laser cuts. You can get some really neat line work on the acrylic cut. So they're all in the two and a half by three and a half dimensions of a trading card, right? They never exceed that. Typically at the widest point of each, you have the two and a half or three and a half, but, uh, they're never, they're never squared. So, uh, you get outlines of, of shapes of, uh, you know, a lot of times the heads of a character or, um, you know, other body parts, I guess, uh, <laughs> nothing too extreme though. Uh, but that's the big thing I'm working on for October. Um, addict cards in and of itself is kind of going through a rebirth right now, uh, is the best way to describe it. i uh, been doing this kind of a little part time for the last four or five years, um, with a lot of guidance from the uh, legendary Richard Parks, uh, and, and happy for all of his uh assistance. And a lot of what uh, Falk said really rings true for myself as well, and that is really want to move into my own IPs. okay uh licensing is great it's great to have a known entity i've done a lot of licensed work in the past with uh full moon entertainment and uh the nilbog troll 2 set and, and things of that nature that were licensed and not saying i'm stepping away from that entirely um cards will continue to do uh licensed sets but there's something about having your uh your own ip um probably the only thing greater than your own ip is, is having your own dog right ingrid yeah. <laughs> sorry about that no no it's okay uh we, we all have uh kids and pets that's what makes zoom meetings fun um and so what uh, what what you're going to see on attic uh, attic-cards.com uh, in the next couple of weeks actually is going to be seeing um, a lot of uh inventory uh being placed out there trying to phase out before the end of this year because 2023 uh seeing a lot of new things coming so a few years ago uh, i actually put together quite a bit uh for what i want to do around a dinosaur set but at the same time uh upper deck released a dinosaur set reagent released a dinosaur set monster wax received a dinosaur set so i was like all right i'm gonna put this on the shelf for a while um but with that said uh bringing that back out in 2023 because i'm offering something a little bit different than what a lot of the other ones did um and so really excited to announce that. It's going to be uh, terrible lizards uh, going, you know, with the the branding on that. There's going to be some really great, um, I'm not going to call them high level. I'm going to say that they're going to have a lot of bang for your buck. Um, what you would spend on one of the big publishers. Um, you'll spend a fraction of that and getting a lot of the great things because, you know, I, one of the reasons I started that cards was to bring a lot of value. Um, for those of you who know me, you know, this is not my, um, my primary, my primary job. And one of the reasons I'm able to do this rebirth is I've stepped away uh, from a role in public health here in the last couple of months um, that had kept me very busy. Uh, we had this little pandemic thing. You might've heard about it uh, over the last few years, um, but that's starting to taper down, knock on wood, and it's time to you know uh, move on to a lot of other uh, greater things. Um, and so also next year, uh, an IP uh, around a mutated uh alligator gar uh fish um a story that's been baked in my brain for a while i live uh, really close to the lake here lake murray in south carolina where we have these giant gar fish um uh, so i have been bouncing some ideas off the of parks on there um and then simpson's fish with the three eyes <laughs> the three eyes yes the simpsons, fish. Um, the, the simpson's fish yes um <laughs> But uh, really, for this Halloween, for the purpose of this, um, there's going to be some some great packages put up on Attic Cards' uh, website for things like Evil Bong. We did an autograph signing with uh, Tommy Chong, uh, legend there. So there's going to be some bundles, including his autograph card. Um, there's going to be um, – still have a very limited amount of Little Shop. I'm going to put together some things on that that included autograph cards of the original Audrey and Seymour. Um from 1960, uh, did a signing with them a, a couple of years back. Have a little bit of that left. Um, trying to just move that stuff before the end of the year and start fresh in, in 2023. Um, in fact, uh, Jonathan Hayes, who played Seymour in the 1960, he was the very first autograph signer ever had, uh, and was very grateful for him for signing for that set. Uh, wonderful, wonderful guy. And then uh, Jackie Joseph, um, wonderful lady, such a friendly person, uh, who signed as well for that set. Um, Really tried to get um, Dick Miller. Uh, unfortunately, uh, as everyone I think knows, he passed away. That one just didn't quite work out the way we wanted it to. Rest in peace, sir. Um, but that's kind of where we are with added cards. It's uh, 2023 is going to be a big year. This year, happy to be part of the Nosferatu and then move forward with um, you know what's left of the inventory for um, for the existing sets, uh, including Nilbog, uh, which is uh, the Troll 2 license. Uh, for those of you who know the Best Worst Movie, um, did uh, six autograph signers for that. So there's going to be a lot of great bargains to scoop up before we get into our own IPs next year. Um, the Nosferatu is um, it's uh,
0: Mr. Fawkes and you, Jeremy, and uh, Richard Parks.
3: Yep. me. Yeah. and
2: And, oh, and Lindsay. not forget
3: okay. Lindsay. Or I Timmy. Don't forget
2: Timmy. Right. Okay, Sorry, yeah, so what the invitation got hung up in the mail.
0: Yeah, <laughs> was else. So left out.
1: <laughs> I just said the door to an Amazon driver. It looked a little bit like
3: <laughs> so, Ingrid. Uh, Nosferatu three next year. Um, you're on board five publisher set. <laughs> five, that's the best part though, because. You know, that's something, you know, the larger publishers, you know, and I get why they do it. They're in, you know, million dollar businesses. They've got to look out for number one. But with us, uh, smaller publishers, you know, independent publishers, uh, you know, the collaboration is what makes a lot of this fun. So working with Parks, working with Fowlx, and this year with uh, with Lindsay and Ingrid next year for uh, part three or we tackle another movie, Um, you know, it's so fun working with another publisher, sharing ideas, bouncing things off of each other. Doing things that nobody else would do, probably for a good reason. Sometimes, but <laughs> in other times, uh, we we really pull off some great things. Well,
0: I can't wait to see all these things coming out from from you, Jeremy. I mean, I remember working with you on a couple of
3: sets years ago. Krampus, you were one of the first artists I worked with on Krampus. Krampus. You did some phenomenal sketch cards. Krampus, on
0: Krampus. I, I think I did another one. Was it Little Shop of Horrors? I think I think I did that one too. You um, did Puppet Master. Oh, puppet master! Yes, that's right. I think I watched. yeah.
3: Because I, uh, your blade was used for a jumbo card.
0: Yeah, you did a, uh,
3: yeah. I need to send you one of those if I haven't.
0: I don't remember doing that. Oh,
3: yeah, I'd love to have one. A- <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a busy lady. You know, you do a lot of sets. Um, well, not so much now, but that's well. That's this was a few years ago when you were, I think, for, much I busier. Another,
0: yeah, topic for another episode.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Scaling back. Sanity is important.
2: I, I, oh, well, to, I got
0: I got the boot from a lot of places too yeah. and I also kind of
1: it's jumped them. Yeah. I, I
2: have to jump on and take kids to school. Sorry, everybody. Aww, I just bad. gotta quickly show the one mask I couldn't wear. Oh I god. My <laughs> awesome. I, I, I love decorating. I got a couple of these old uh Ben Cooper, like I don't know, they're two or almost three ups. <laughs> it's so cool. I got that one. It's fabulous. And then I got to put this guy up today, too. This is, this is if you want to ask, what is my actual favorite horror movie of all time? Oh, uh, uh, The Creature from the Black Lagoon? <laughs> I absolutely adore and love The Creature. He's, he's one of the ultimate, like, he never asked for any of this. Everybody comes in, blows up his environment, starts killing all of his stuff. And by the time he's laying out, the entire cast you're so rooting for him <laughs> <laughs> anyway but thank you all so much i'm so sorry i do have to run for today but i look forward to being back again another time
0: oh I we'll, can't, we'll can't, be doing uh, this
3: again hopefully
0: all right
2: thanks okay. take care everybody
3: Bye-bye. bye 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 <laughs> ingrid we gotta jump back um you said something that startled me and um you said you got the boot from somebody Oh, yeah. Well, again, this is these are topics
0: for another episode.
3: Another episode. I know. And I'm not asking you to say who, but you got to let me know who I'm, I'm blacklisting going forward, because uh, <laughs> anyone who would be foolish enough not to want to work with Ingrid is somebody oh, I again, not want to support. I should not have brought it up. But yeah, that, that's for another time. Uh, we'll, another time. Another time. Another time.
0: Another um, time. So we'll 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 dissect uh, Richard and uh, see what he has coming out. I mean, he doesn't do much these days. So.
1: Uh, lazy guy (laughs) very very lazy guy i'm loving the glasses on top of the
3: mask
4: (laughs) if it's my turn to to talk i'm gonna take i'm baking like a ham in there (laughs) it smells (laughs) like ham in here I, i i keep i keep dreading if i fart it's gonna come right up the neck hole right into my face Oh lord.
1: Yes. <laughs> I'm glad we're not at o vision yet. You yes. Thank right. goodness. <laughs> well, so Richard, what have you got for us this Halloween? Uh, well, like like uh everyone has said, you know, I'm, I'm
4: part of uh, the too. so I I just yesterday got off um some files to <laughs> got off. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I just I, I just sent in the files for um, say one two three of the nine card sets and four of the 3d cards so those are those are in production providing Karen is um, is well enough to, to QC the files uh, and then I've then I've got my ninth annual Halloween uh, event that I'm gonna launch on Kickstarter tomorrow morning. Excellent.
0: Tomorrow morning. Okay, well, when this goes out, it'll probably be yesterday. (laughs) It might be today, but it might be yesterday. So, okay, yeah.
3: Available now. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, this isn't live, right?
0: (laughs) No.
4: (laughs) Oh God, that would be a nightmare.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we should try that the one time.
4: Yeah, don't invite me, okay? <laughs> so, so for my Halloween event, I've got Quarter Mass Series 5. Um, that's the continui- continuation of the 1957 or 58 BBC production of um, Five Million Years to Earth. Uh, before the movie came out by Hammer, it was a six-part uh, black-and-white TV series. Um, with Andre Morel, if I pronounce that correctly, and other faces that are recognizable um, from other Hammer Hammer films. Um, and we're, I'm trying an experiment with, uh, with Fawkes. He's got a resource for wood engraved cards, so I'm trying to get a quarter mass wood engraved card of the alien mm-hmm. um, as one of the special cards for the set. And then I've got Monster Choking Gag Series 9, which, of course, is going to focus on Nosferatu, because we're doing the Nosferatu set. So it'll have, you know, the, my usual kind of off-color humor um, jokes
3: underneath the, the monster photos. Speaking parts I got of off-color me. jokes, um, let's go back a few minutes ago. You said that uh, Faux is working on getting you some
1: wood? <laughs> So
4: now Ingrid gets to practice
1: her editing skills. Yeah. <laughs> Richard's got enough of his own wood. We all know this. We hear about. I'm in a monkey suit, so expected, daily, uh, you know. Any minute now. Oh god. Uh, screenshot, screenshot. No. <laughs> oh
0: my. Uh,
4: and we have, uh, also in the event is Halloween trick or treat series ten. So it's, it's my 10th set, even though it's my ninth year, because I think with Halloween, the second year I was in business, I did Halloween Trick or Treat Series 2 and 3 at the same time. So that's why I've got Series 10 now, even though this is only my ninth Halloween. And then I'm doing a, a recent set.
0: I'm sorry, um, I'll just interject one quick second here and then please carry on. So you've been going on for as a publisher, card publisher for nine years now.
4: Yeah, I'm starting my tenth year after um, November. Okay, please carry. On. Al- I've also got my uh, my ten year anniversary paperback book, ninety um, percent written, uh, so I can talk all the shit that I use, all the stuff that I usually talk um, in messages and private messages to people. Uh, I can I can talk about some of that. Although I might have to disguise some licensors
0: because I'm still working with them. So I might have to
4: use pseudonyms for them.
0: That uh, sounds interesting. That's something we'll have to uh, promote too, because I'm sure there are a lot of people who are listening who would love to get a copy of that and start their own things. It's going to be like ants everywhere, little publishing <laughs> things all over the place.
4: <laughs> well, my, my plan is for the paper bag to have it tied in with my 10th annual Halloween event next year. Um, I'm not going to produce too many of them because, as Ingrid knows, book publishing is expensive. Oh. Yes. I'd
1: is- love to do, um, you know, like, I'd love to do an advert, like, just a general advert and, and get all, like, publishers involved because people don't know what sketch cards are and that frustrates me. I think there'd be a lot more people collecting them if they knew, if they were aware of them and, you know, especially the artwork and stuff. Yeah. But... I wouldn't know where to upload it for people to see it. Maybe YouTube or something. It's trick.
4: It's tricky getting the getting the word out. Cause I mean, like um, you know, a lot of our projects, we know full well if that, you know, a million people saw it, we would get thousands of people interested in buying it. Mm. But getting the word out, um uh, that's
0: the trick. That's the trick. There are so many people getting the word out about something. So it's hard to be. Uh, I mean, if you, go back, if you go back like 20 years back or 30 years
4: back to when Diamond would send out flyers, you know, anyone who's publishing something could send, you know, Diamond, a great big stack of flyers, and they would include it in all their package, you know, orders to their customers. But with social media, there's how many, you know, different places people go. They can't, you know, go to ever all of them every single day. So right. they just don't find out what's happening.
0: There is a non-sport update magazine who does help at least some, which is a a good resource for people to to check out. But even there, people have to know that the magazine exists. Exists, yeah.
4: Yeah. N- Notice how I didn't jump in and, and
0: yes, we that was very good. noticed. Richard, very. Okay. Nice. <laughs> but I, I'm a fan, so yeah. I, I think people. I'd I'd love to help share the word about uh, about the magazine. At one point, we'll have to come up with an idea for that. But I guess if everybody shares a little bit, it's got it's better than nothing.
4: Well, Jeremy and I have been talking about like creating a hub, um, sort of like a website that is. Uh, I think that the phrase I was using was like a federation of planets, but it's, you know, a federation (laughs) of publishers. So so if they can go to one website, they see everything being produced by Addict cards, RJF, Leg Day cards, Long Day, RR Parks, Retro Drive, Monster Wax, all in one place. And then, you know, then it would be something that all of us promote that one website where all of us are represented. Then it becomes a one-stop shop to the, you know, percentage of card collectors that are not married to the eight hundred pound gorilla tops. They're mm. they're interested in
1: branching out their
4: collection into the independents.
1: I think yeah. I remember mentioning this because you could have like, you know, different artists and their style next to them. So if there is a publisher looking for a certain style and and whatever, would be easy yeah, to look. That would be like them. the gallery, which yeah.
4: I've already gotten work started on that. I have something like I want to say roughly 25 to 30,000 sketch cards that have been done for RR Parks cards, all of them scanned. So if we created a website, we could have like artist link and it goes to you know, you know, publishers can see examples of roughly 300 to 325 different sketch card artists that have done sketch cards in the last like you know five years hmm. there is a website is. right now and i
0: can't i can't recall what it's called i think it? it's called um, sketch card gallery or sketch gallery i think so something
4: like something like that
0: yes um and it's actually there's a lot up there it's a big site there's i don't about know
4: 30,000 sketch cards
0: there and roughly
4: 500 artists represented yep the only drawback is that some of those sketch artists, sketch card artists, are are no longer doing sketch cards because right. that site's been around for ten or fifteen years, and a lot of those artists, you know, I tried contacting, and it's either they they don't get my message, they're no longer on Facebook, or right. they'll reply, "Oh, I haven't done sketch cards in ten years."
3: Yeah, so, man, contact,
4: please and, go. Ahead. Yeah, there's no contact link in that in that website. So that might be something that w- when we produce our, you know, collaborative website, every single artist that's represented has a contact link. Yeah. Which I have all of those, too. So Which would help,
3: uh, Richard, with the, like, you know, AP request and commissions, you know, have a yeah, way yeah. where the artists can be contacted, you know, uh, because we're in this together. Um, and, and on that note, something Parks and I have talked about at length and something we can't control um, whether you're doing a, a sketch card for one of our companies or even one of the, the big ones, artist, please print your name on the back of the card. <laughs> you know, when you do, I mean, I know you think your cool signature that you know represents you is something really neat, but there are thousands of sketch card artists. And if it's illegible, no one's going to be able to contact you. Um, so that really cool, groovy looking signature, you're doing yourself a disservice. Please print your name on the back of your cards.
1: Yeah. Oh, even comic book artists—they just do their full name, don't they? Just so it's easy to find them. Yeah. Yeah. Good idea.
4: Well, every sketch <laughs> card is a business card, so
1: yeah. Like, if
4: if you if you're someone is collecting Ultraman and there's like three hundred different artists, then how do you find out who the artist is on a certain card when a collector will only scan the front? Right. So. You know, if you if you print your name on the back, the collector will instantly be able to read the name. And when they post only the front, they could say, oh, here's a sketch card I pulled, you know, for uh, Aaron Lorich. You know, he's, you know, he's available to do APs. He's been sent some blanks. Um, Here's an example of his work. Basically, that's what the sketch card says. Yeah, is that, you know, this is the this is the business card of the artist. And yeah, like, like Jeremy's saying, some of these, audit, you know, signatures are beautiful.
3: Oh, yeah. They're right are illegible.
4: You, you can't read what the hell it is. You can figure out some, some letters, maybe. Um, now I did come across a website once and I can't, again, I can't remember what it was, where if you just know a couple letters of the signature, you type that in and then it shows possibilities. <laughs> and I think this that website is a spinoff on something like I think it's called Solar Winds, which was a website set up for collectors of Roman coins who, if they can only read a couple letters in the legend on the coin, they can match up what emperor that is meant to be, and then they can identify the coin. So that, I mean, that kind of website is
3: good, but a lot of a lot of who's gonna put that work in though, Richard? What? the casual collector is not going to put that effort in to determine that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I I think a master collector, maybe, but the average collectors they're going to look, I don't know who the hell that is. I like it. Let me put it in a top loader and that's it. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
4: And of course, you know, art is often an impulse purchase. So you got to see that name right away. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got a window of opportunity of a few seconds. If you're an artist, to get someone who's going to impulse commission or impulse buy artwork for them to know exactly who it is right then and there without having to go to SolarWinds or, you know, these websites. Yeah. Or
0: or when people post. hold them and they put them on eBay to sell, um, but they can't read the signature, so they can't put
3: your name there and it doesn't right. associate with the work you do. But, you know. And you're not getting that marketing. You know, uh, Parks, that one I sent you of uh, Pickle Rick, I still haven't figured out that one. That's it a couple weeks ago. Mm. I've given up. Yeah, love the card. Still don't have a a darn clue who that artist was. Yeah, it's uh... now something I should. Ah, Pickle Rick. Pickle Rick, yeah. Pickle. Pickle. (laughs) (laughs) I love Rick and Morty. Oh, quick plug! If anyone has a um, Rick and Morty season one autograph of Justin Roiland, the wild card. That's the only Rick and Morty card I'm missing. Um, I'm not saying I'm gonna pay an extravagant amount of money for it, but I was just gonna say I've got one for
4: ten thousand dollars. It's sitting here. Yeah, no, well. no, no, no,
3: no. There are 138. I have 137 of those autograph cards. Rick and Morty is my favorite thing in the world.
1: Oh, um, me too.
3: I'm turtles,
1: ninja turtles, and Rick and Morty.
3: <laughs> Rick and Morty. I need the wild card. I need the I need that autograph card. Someone help me out. Oh, I, I think I still owe Lindsay um, Raphael,
4: Michelangelo, Leonardo, and um, and Donatello.
1: <laughs> yeah. I was going to do you a layer, wasn't I? I need to sort that out. Okay, then we each owe owe some. <laughs> a... And one yeah. one last thing, Is there anything you'd like, Ingrid?
0: <laughs> uh, time, actually. <laughs> Oh.
4: I'll tell you that mate. Sorry. Let, let me read the rest of my Halloween event list. Yes. Uh so yeah, I'm doing a reprint set of Daredevil's a 1930s classic set that no one can afford the originals. So I'm doing a reprint of it. So I remastered all that artwork. Um and then David Day did a nine-card monster puzzle for me with Castle and nice, you know, a Frankenstein type monster and bride type monster. And other things that are not directly universal so they have a different name um and then i'm doing a 50th anniversary of a um a temporary tattoo monster set that is not rare um but virtually no one can see their cards because they're covered with that brown paper that you use to wet and then put on your arm
3: and peel yeah
1: so, so I, how I, did
3: you do that, Richard? How did you get that? I mean, I, I've already got it
4: started. I'm doing it. I'm going to do an update in the Kickstarter explaining just how forty of these temporary tattoos that are fifty years old could be salvaged. I was
3: going to say that must have been one heck of a endeavor.
4: It was. It was evil, and three complete sets of horror heads were destroyed in the process. Okay, <laughs> but fortunately, like I say, they're not rare. They just
3: they're in everyone's collection, and no one can see
4: them. Because well, this is a
3: great way. I mean, you're archiving something now. I mean, now it yeah. will live, you know, forever. So that's an important aspect of the hobby. Yeah, I think so. Uh,
4: <laughs> then we got Scary Clown Series Four, um, and then the big set is um, Matthew, and I can't pronounce his last name. I'm going to say Kirsch, um, but I think I think everyone knows Matthew Kirsch. If you were to Google something even remotely like that. You would see all his Halloween art, Halloween
3: stuff, yeah, yeah.
1: just the cats, the uh, old style cats. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, awesome. very
3: vintage looking, but they're modern. Oh, yeah, very vintage
4: looking. And yeah. the little backstory there is on my Halloween trick or, or Halloween trick or treat series 2, I found an image of his on Google, and I thought it was a hundred years old. So I produced it as one of the cards, and I got this very polite letter from or email from Matthew. It's like, I just noticed you used one of my artworks in your project and I didn't know about it. And I was like, oh boy, this is wonderfully awkward. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, now we're buds. He, he's been doing sketch cards for Ultraman um, nice. and for Nosferatu. And now we're doing this project together. Um, so, you know, I, you know when, I, when he did approach me, it's like, I, I couldn't apologize enough,
3: uh, although I apologized a lot.
1: But but say it sounds
3: about- like he took a very high
1: road with it. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I was just saying, see what happens when you're polite. He could have exactly. Up, rah, 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 rah. And then Richard wouldn't have worked with him. You know. Right, Richard. Yeah. I mean, you might have
3: gotten paid off, right? If, you, if Richard had broken a copyright, you know, like someone's work, you know, something would have been hashed out, but it would have been a one-off deal. Yeah. And he came in as a mature person, had a respectful conversation, and now they're partners. I mean, that's a great story.
4: Yeah, so, yeah, and it was I mean he, he was in all his emails initial emails to me extremely professional and polite yeah. and I mean it was it was terrific it was like by the time you know three or four exchanges had gone by it's like I've got to work with this guy he's nice I mean, I mean he, he his artwork is just I mean if you've seen it you know that it captures Halloween perfectly just perfectly yeah, Don't forget, um, it, dude, yeah. and I, I think the set is like Eighty-two different cards. What was his uh, name again? Matthew Kirsch, K I R S C H T, I believe. I think that's right. Yeah. I think it's, I think that's right. Yeah.
1: It's, like, where, it's vintage, but also current as well, isn't it?
4: He, like, he takes the the artwork
1: that was done around
4: 1910, 1920 thereabouts, and gives it a nice little update but not really an update because it still looks I mean obviously it looks 100 years old because that's you yeah know, I grabbed it but he captures that real long bygone age of Halloween and so it's we've got like an 85 card set and on the back is all different art so it's like 170 artworks all in this 85 card set. And then I've done four 3D lenticulars of his art for the set. Oh, beautiful. Doing a metal card for the
0: set. Um, How many sets uh, do you have coming out in total for this Halloween? Oh, I never. I didn't number them. I'm just here.
4: Let me let me go through the list a little more. <laughs>
0: and I have I got, hard enough time doing one set at the time, or even one set. And Richard, G is like, I have no idea. Just... I, I think there's about
4: ten different Halloween sets, ranging from nine cards to eighty-five plus bells and whistles. So I don't know. There there might be two hundred different cards in the complete Halloween event. Um, I wrote the Kickstarter about a month and a half ago, but, you know, I I hadn't sent out all the Manos packages, so Kickstarter wouldn't even review the campaign for their, you know, their project approval, and that was the last time I saw it. I'm launching tomorrow, so later today I've got to go through and see if anything's changed or added on.
1: Well, that's Uh, an interesting point that I don't think we've covered before, so Kickstarter makes you do one at a time. It won't let like you do
4: more.
3: Yes and no. Yeah, it's tricky. There's. <laughs> I don't know if we want to publicly talk about what. No, let's okay. edit this out, Ingrid. There's a secret trick we don't want everyone to know about. <laughs> we,
4: okay. I won't even mention the trick, so you don't have to edit. Yeah, sorry, sorry, Ingrid. You can edit out my fart comment, but oh, and that one too. <laughs> but um, we won't don't talk worry. about the secret way to uh, the yeah. Kickstarter.
3: Anyway. If you uh, want to know, just PayPal parks, $100, and he'll share the secret with you.
0: Or support the podcast. Or support That's a better one. Let's do that.
3: It, I, there is a
4: link somewhere where you can click to PayPal some money to Ingrid to help yes. cover the cost of the podcast which she'll probably mention at the end of this podcast where exactly I don't
0: have yeah it is it's 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 in the banner of the YouTube and you just click donate and off you go to the races and there you go we do this on our own time we love it but we we can't work while we're chatting to wonderful people like you so
4: (laughs) yeah Yeah, I You're can't a fool, do my monkey but... action right so, now. So, <laughs>
0: like, what I had wanted to ask was, how many sets in all, Richard? Do you have coming out for Halloween? One, two, three, four? About about ten. Ten and, sets for Halloween. Well, that's within and, the next and one. Uh, maybe
4: an eleventh. I'm I'm looking at Lindsay. Maybe an maybe an eleventh, but that'll be a secret until after I've launched.
0: <laughs> and you are a company of how many employees?
4: You're looking at the entire roster of employees. Okay, everywhere. all your people
0: listening and watching, things can be done.
4: <laughs> I I did have two part-time helpers. Um, one won't talk to me anymore, and I think it's because she got a little toasted and started talking politics.
1: Oh, oh dear. And we realized how
4: different we were on politics. So I generally like on my on my groups and postings and, fa- and no one knows what my politics are, but people can probably guess. Um but uh the my other part-time helper um she passed away about four weeks ago.
1: What so, I'm uh, so sorry Richard was,
4: I knew
3: she was ill you'd mentioned that I
4: didn't she was, she, she she was ill for about fifty five years and um and she she passed away. Oh I'm Truly, sorry. sorry for your loss sir. So that was, she had become a friend because she was one of the very first helpers that I had when I was doing Stooges Series 1. So I had known her for about eight years or so.
0: Yeah. Well, that's
1: terrible.
4: Uh, Lindsay looks really shaken.
1: <laughs> I'm glad I've got sunglasses on because I I fill up instantly. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> something up here <laughs> right
0: right now it's
4: it's just me uh,
1: yeah so
4: well,
0: I'm, just, I'm, all this stuff, it, it's a you know and with mr fox as well it's just to say a lot of people that i well a lot of people i'm exaggerating a bit a few people who have chatted with me are a little bit like oh well you know i'd love to do this i'd love to do that but i don't have the time da, da, da. so listening to all of you talk about uh and i mean gal richard you're just a, a work machine but you know Jeremy and and Mr. Fox and and Lindsay, you know, balancing a family and still getting all this stuff done, you know, it's it's a real challenge. And well, I
4: can- have a I have a slight advantage over other Richard and Jeremy, in that if I mean if you, if you did a timetable of time demands, um, Jeremy and Fox are both married, both have kids, both have a real time job, and until recently had to do a lot of commuting. I have none of that, so all I do from the moment I wake up until the moment I go to bed is cards. So I've got, I've got lots of time to do lots of stuff. But people who you know say they don't have time to do this or that is like I'm always available to anyone who wants to do a card project. I will walk them through the whole procedure and how to save time and money. And the, a person can do a nine-card set in a weekend. So I yeah. mean, that's that's an. That doesn't enough.
0: count the time it takes to create the art, though.
4: Uh, no, no. If someone
0: is going to do original art, um, that's a
3: little that, different.
4: That's yeah. a little different, but there's a yes and no to that as well.
0: Yeah, you you do you've already done projects.
4: You know, with my Halloween projects, that's an unlicensed set. So I let people know that. Well, okay, if you're going to do nine manos cards, or you're going to do nine of your own monsters. You don't need my permission, but you certainly have my blessing. Turn that into a set. That's Publish true. your own set. I'll walk you through, you know, all the I, I send people templates. You know, I give them the Karen resource. I give them options for bells and whistles that are print on demand or inexpensive. So uh, for for less than $400, you can produce 500 nine card sets and a promo card and a wrapper. And the, uh, and the bells and whistles of print-on-demand, like Cat Print Holographic
0: or Fairy Metal Metal cards. Yeah. Um, Which, by the way, we will be having someone from Cat Print on the podcast, too. Oh, good, Dave, good. Date has not been set, but we'll be having someone from.
4: That. Be sure to write this down right now. Margins. Or Lindsay what? to ask them to, to streamline their template for their 12 by 18 holographic
3: because okay. if you'll
0: get back to me way, get back to me later yeah with, okay. because my my page is not big enough to write all that down oh, all okay.
3: right <laughs> hey everybody I have to drop uh, thank you so much for having me I hope to come back one day um thank you so much it's been a pleasure talking with y'all
0: Jeremy oh, come Jeremy yes please come back uh, we'll have a group chat uh, chat again thank you so much for having been with us thank you so now we can talk
4: about Jeremy behind his back. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: oh, bless. Oh my All word. Right. Well, we're we're going to be winding down in a few minutes anyway. Oh, but give me give me two more minutes. Oh, for sure, uh, Lindsay. We're uh, going to get my Halloween
4: list. Um, it's, it's going to have a master set backer thank you card, so it'll, it's going to have you know a, a special thank you card for only for backers um it has my ugly face on it but without the monkey suit um (laughs) another thing i've got going on for this halloween is what i call a gift casket and that's a tuck box with a lot of different cards from my past sets but also a sketch card Um, because some of my projects i commissioned more sketch cards than i needed like for sharknado um and old man like ron So inside the gift casket is going to be original sketch card. So backers at the master set level get two sketch cards. One is devoted just to Halloween. And the other is a surprise sketch card from a past set. Uh,
0: That's great.
4: And then I've got, uh, oh darn, I I should have mentioned this earlier because Jeremy and I back and forth on this for a while. I've got a, a graded slab card. Um, I was able to find a, a seller that was selling basically official empty slabs, you know, similar to PSA. Um, I'm calling the slab card a POS card instead of a PSA card. And it's a gem mint 10. And it's the worst condition card you will ever find in your life. It's, it's creased. It's folded. It's stained. It's got a bloody Band-Aid on the back. Um, and on the front is a pubic hair. It's not a pubic hair. It's not a real one. It's torn off this costume, but inside the slab, it looks like a dark and curly. So, you know, if if someone collects PSA graded cards, this is going to be a nice joke for their collection because it's graded a gem 10, but it is the, you know, a disaster of a card.
0: That's pretty funny. It's, I gotta it,
4: say. It's really gross. It's really gross. I believe. And in some slabs, I think about 10 of them, have a fake booger pressed between the slab oh, and the frame. I'm off button. now.
0: No, You, you lost <laughs> me there and you lost me
1: there. <laughs> Weird, I can do blood and guts and I'm fine. Anything to do with snot and bodily fuck it like, what?
0: Oh. <laughs> oh, totally getcha.
1: Oh. <laughs> gross. Oh, oh, but I sneeze, I'm like, <laughs>
4: Uh, oh, and Halloween will also include a printing plate. The printing plate will be of one of Matthew's uh, base cards.
0: Oh, I love your printing plates. I wish everybody had printing plates in there. So you know, Those are really hit yeah. and miss, um, but they're they're really
4: cool. If if the if the press manager at Karen's Resource knows their stuff, they can take the plates off perfectly. But maybe 40% of the time, maybe 50% of the time, whoever the press manager is takes them off badly, and they're covered in like oil, smeared ink, grime, Mm -hmm. bends, creases, and maybe I can only salvage, you know, half the plates on the full sheet of plates. Okay. Because I think a lot of people think, oh, these printing plates, they go to the publisher as two and a half by three and a half. That's not the case. Uh, when publishers get a printing plate, it's got uh, between 90 and 107 individual plates on a giant sheet of razor blade, and each one has to be cut out. Um, I think Topps does a die cut where it has a beveled edge um, on each plate, and maybe a clear sticker on the back saying what it's, you know, what what the card is. Uh, the way I do it, I chop the plates. And then attach them to a two and a half by three and a half card that explains what card that is, what color, front, back, all that kind of stuff. So printing plates, it it really, it's not the publisher's fault if they don't have all four plates to do a rainbow set. Because they can get really damaged plates and have to salvage a percentage of them. For, For my Halloween set, which doubled up with Manos in the production, all the plates came out great. which was totally lucky. Awesome. (laughs) And then, of course, all my sets, you know, for Halloween have wrappers and packaging. And I've got two cards that are fake gum, which is something I try to do every Halloween is have like a card that looks like it's a piece of gum, but it's either got mushrooms growing on it or mold or ants or it's broken or... Or or sorry, sorry Ingrid, uh, you know, one of my fake gums had a... Anyway... (laughs) But
0: that, that's my Halloween set, and I launch tomorrow. Well, Kim, that's like, wow, that's that's a ton of stuff coming out. that That's a lot. <laughs> you, um, may,
4: maybe we can have an episode where we, we talk about how someone who has no time actually does have time, and we can walk through the, a configuration on how someone can produce their own set with maybe art they've already got done.
0: But you know, that's actually that's actually a really good idea. We could, you know, maybe in October or something, we could we could do an episode mostly on how to create your own set for those who, uh, you know, shoot ourselves in the foot. And nobody will buy anything that we put out, but that's OK. No, we're, we're, no, that's that's
2: that's,
4: that's one really of my true. things that I talk about all the time is there is no competition no. between the independents. They're all supporting each other, and our target audience is the audience that will buy everything they want to buy. So that, you know, if Ingrid comes out with a set, Lindsay comes out with a set, I come out with a set, Falks, Jeremy, everybody comes out with a set, we're not pricing them the way, you know, certain Kickstarter publishers price theirs. It's not like three or four or $500 for a master set. We, we all rein in the price so that people can afford my set. And at the same time, afford Ford set. And at the, you know, they can collect all the sets they want. Um, and since we promote each other, everyone knows what's going on if they know just one of us.
0: And there's also a style for everyone because, I mean, yeah, everyone has different tastes. So yeah, no, I was just kidding, actually. <laughs> I mean,
4: if all of us each did a Night of the Living Dead set, it would all look different.
0: And a super fan of Night of the Living Dead would want all of them. So It'd be amazing! Can you imagine all the different ways that it was interpreted? That's that's yeah. a collection in and of itself. That's awesome. Well, that's sort of what we're doing with
4: Nosferatu. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Lindsay is taking nine cards. They are all her. Um, And Falks, I've seen nine some of them. They're
0: outstanding.
4: I, I guess any day now, I'll be getting a package in the mail from England, um, and I'll that's get to see see them in person. Way. But i've already got the scans the scans are already formatted and the formatting is already to printing production so it's sort of like four different publishers each doing their own take on nosferatu and it's a one set of four or five different nine card
0: sets or equivalent that's so cool that is so cool this is super interesting but yeah so we're going to stick with our theme right now of of halloween stuff but There's a pin in that for, uh, we'll do an episode on how to produce your own set. So that's something to stick. stay. You guys are going to talk about yours so I can put my mask back on.
1: So Lindsay, you're next. Well, for Halloween, I'm hoping to get Die, Rabbit, Die released um, because it's my first one. And I have been learning from, you know, Richard and Jeremy and Fouts and, Uh, because I didn't even know what a tuck box was. Like (laughs) I thought I thought it was like a a a POS box or something. Like I didn't know it was so I'm I'm getting to grips with like how everything's gonna work. Um I'm just finalising the different things that are going to be in it. There's definitely gonna be nine cards, and then there's gonna be some secret cards and then some character design cards and then you know a few special ones. So I just need to organize and sort my tiers um i've got some original artwork that i originally did for attic cards wasn't it and uh i think i can get a different a different back on those to to make them match what i'm doing because mm-hmm. jeremy very kindly said i could use them because that set's not coming out anymore and you know time goes on it's got so many other sets coming out so that that's fantastic. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping to get it launched for the end of the month. Fingers crossed. The website's finished for my publishing company, so that just needs ah, launching. You're yep.
0: joking.
1: Yeah, I'm ready to launch that. Um, and then you know, once the Kickstarter is live, I can add that to the website and then, you know, be all professional about it, hopefully. <laughs> people don't know,
0: I've been ribbing Lindsay about her lack of website for like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> for a long time, a long time. Um, so, yeah, I'm finally getting there. I, I did want to do Krampus uh, at Christmas, which is <laughs> half Krampus, half cat. So yeah. I really, really want to do that. But I don't think I'm going to be ready for this Christmas. I think it's going to be a, that one for next year. But I've got a few other things I've been playing with and that I can probably get completed quicker. So we'll see how, how how often I can put a set out and what I can keep up with. Did
4: you mention what your website is?
1: Sorry? It's hard. You'll have to take your gorilla off again. <laughs> Did you mention
4: the URL of your website?
1: Uh, it's www.com legdaycards.com
0: Fabulous. There are going to be links to uh, everybody's websites and where to find all the uh, the Halloween sets and things. I'll be going to each and every one of you to, uh, to get all the deets for that and I'll be including that in the uh, video as well. Anything oh, else you got coming up, Lindsay? Uh,
1: not yet. Not yet. Um, we're obviously doing commissions and working on card sets and things. I've still got a lot of art to do at the moment, but yeah, I'm going to concentrate on the publishing more as time goes on. Cool.
0: I um, I would just like to uh, – hi there. I would just like to
1: mention <laughs> – That's not a banana. Ow. <laughs> oh, Richard wanted to see a banana. Go and go put your costume on so he can see a banana, and he'll show you his gorilla. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, I'd just like to mention that,
0: that uh, Elaine Perna was supposed to be here with us. Today, but she's really, really not well, so she could not come. So I, I will just give a quick shout out that I believe they're going to be having their Halloween set that they do every every Halloween. Um, Hello, dude. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll ask Elaine. Yeah, I'll ask Elaine for uh, all the details for that and include that also in the links in yeah, the we'll show.
1: Elaine oh. <laughs> oh, that's so cool! Oh my God, Richard's on. You best run away before you get eaten. <laughs> I'm coming for you.
4: I'm coming for
1: you. <laughs> this is like a Can we said poker face on him? <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm just okay. going to finish this up, and then I will feed you, I promise. Okay. Okay. See you in a bit, Rems. Go on then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. I will see you soon.
0: I'll get you some food. So we're going to close that out on that uh, banana note.
1: <laughs> Do you not want to speak about what you you're going to be doing, Ingrid? Well, I don't it?
0: really. I don't really have a set for Halloween. Um, I'm finishing up uh, finishing up the book, the uh, the last, the Art of Sketchguards book, which is a little bit late, and I'm so glad that all the backers are being patient because production was much slower this year than last year. The book went off to print like it always does, but because of, I have no idea what, if it was the pandemic or what, but the printing takes longer. Uh, But it will be shipping to me next week on the 25th, I think it leaves. So I'll finally get the books and I'll be sending them all out. After that, um, uh, what was it that I had? Oh yes, that's right. I'm going to be doing my own dragon set. I have not got a name for it yet. I've got sketches for it, but nothing that I'm ready to show yet. Um, So I'm super excited for that. That'll be my probably launching uh, very early in 2023. Um, I would like to show, I will be keeping everybody up to date. I'll be annoying about that, but I'll be having uh, metal cards. Um, I'd like to do a lenticular and I'll show some of the stuff that goes with the book these are the lenticular cards that go with the book
1: so cool yeah
0: so i'm gonna to try to do oh. one of dragons but with like maybe three or four images with that and this is the metal card this is kind of a little bit of a, the theme that i'd like to have for the dragon set i'll be doing acrylics but i'd like to do some water you can, in there too. can you can you hold it closer yes it's in the sheet because it's really hard to take it out it's in a And that
1: Uh, gorgeous
0: white gold, by the way. So what I did was I took my original art out, put the clear background and then it went on white metal. So I'm really happy about that. And it's got the sticker in behind. And then um, I've got all the promo cards and these are the bookmarks that go with the book. And I may include bookmarks from the card set just because, you know, stuff like that. So that's, that's, that's what I've got. Oh, and all my, um, my personal sketch cards We'll have a little holographic <laughs> sticker on them. She I loves am now,
1: hologram stickers. She I loves
0: hologram love stickers. hologram stickers. Yeah. So and and my my umbrella name is uh, Long Dog Publishing now, or Long Dog Cards, I should say. Um, so that's website be, name. That's not the website name, but it probably will become. No, I think I'm actually going to stick with my own name because I've had my own name as a website for like ever now. But okay. it, it, you'll know if you Google long dog or, or uh, ingridkvhardy.com, you'll end up on my website. I need to redo it and put the long dog in there. I haven't had time to do that. But you can still go there and you'll get links to wherever you need to go. So, uh, Richard, for you, I would ask the others, but they're gone already. If people want to find out where to find you. Where's the one best place to go to find all that stuff?
4: Well, it used to be my website, which is still there, but Yahoo sold out to Verizon, so I can't update anything on my website. What? Uh, it's, it's still rrparkscards.com, but it's got old stuff. And until I figure out how to convert my Yahoo to a Verizon, um, the best place to go is just on Facebook. One of, one of the two groups that I have, one is Mystery Science Theater 3000, Trading cards. That's the full name of the group, and the other group name is Ultraman Trading Cards. But you so will right
0: be there. you will be finding a way to correct your website and all that, because eh? not everybody's on Facebook.
4: Um, yeah, right. Right now, the the only contact
0: I have is
4: through Mailchimp, and that's anytime I'm going to launch a Kickstarter, I have a, an email mailing list um, through Mailchimp, okay. and I send out the The announcement's there. I do updates on my past Kickstarters for current Kickstarters, and I post in Facebook. I don't use Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, TikTok, because I'm, you know, I'm more than, I'm over 30 years old. So uh, (laughs) right now, I, I don't, it's weird. I just, you know, for the first time in eight years, I don't have really a website that I can update with new information. It still has a link. It's fairly, to
0: I gotta say, uh, it's fairly easy to to make a new website and use your name. Um, you could do that just because oh, I, yeah. I, I'm such a huge fan of having at least one place where people can find you anywhere. Not everybody's on Facebook and a lot of people are leaving, actually. I really think it's a cool idea to have one place. Um,
1: uh, yeah, so if and- I
4: could <laughs> set up a temporary website through GoDaddy which is called Ultraman, UltramanCards.com. Okay. Uh, but I, when, once I got that set up, I found out all the other you know, expenses of having a checkout platform and you know, different pages in that website. So I haven't done anything with that. Hopefully I can figure out with Yahoo how to create like an overlay where they, they can type in rrparks.com ourparkscards.com our it will sort of go to the yahoo but then be forwarded to a verizon but i have to figure out how to set up
0: that's a redirect you can
4: set up a redirect yeah, yeah. providing verizon will respond to me because they use those they use those um canned replies
0: oh yeah
4: and they don't you know they they never address the question that i ask if they had, if they respond at all
0: it's, it's so a challenge. You'll be you'll be uh, giving you'll be giving us your uh, MailChimp list in case anybody wants to sign up for updates there. Uh, well, no, they they can, they can just email me to be added to the list.
4: Okay. I, but, I never sh- I don't I don't think you you said that I share my list. But to to get on the email list, okay, all they have to do is message me on Facebook
0: or email me. Okay. my website so, still has a contact link. Okay, so uh, Lindsay, do you have a MailChimp? mailing list of some kind
1: not yet richard has advised me to get one and i will do but i was just wondering what do they search on kickstarter to find you is it rr parks uh
4: yes rr parks cards will be part of the title of the halloween kickstarter but i've got a feeling after you know eight years nine years that any anyone interested in my halloween productions already knows that you know uh, during September October there's a kickstarter but I'm going to be you know I'm going to do an update on my 8th annual and my 7th annual so anyone who's been collecting them knows it's launched okay. and through my email list and I'm going to you know post my pitches in my Facebook groups okay. if someone's only on Twitter and has never backed me if they're looking at this podcast then yeah they're going to have to figure out some way to email me um, which is just our well, be- Park's, Park's cards at yahoo.com okay. is my email address.
0: Well, now they know. Now they know. <laughs> okay. Well, Lindsay, do you have anything else you'd like to say? No, I think that's everything. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and to find out about the set that, about Die, Rabbit, Die, where should people go to find out about that?
1: At the moment, you can find out about Die, Rabbit, Die at leg day cards on facebook until the website's launched at the end of the month until then it's just on facebook for now
4: i think it's still free if you've got a facebook account to create a page or group and you could just call it die rabbit die
1: oh another you mean a separate page i've just got a publishing page and i'm just going to put everything in there
0: yeah that's a good idea.
1: So
0: you'll give me all of that and we'll, we'll post that also and there'll be a lot of links for y'all to go through <laughs> give you something to do I'm
1: okay. amazed about how many sets these guys do and I've just been trying to push one out since April but I'm sure once I get the hang of it it'll <laughs> become more frequent your first yes.
0: one is always the hardest Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: definitely are you going to edit that out
0: too, Ingrid? No. Oh. Boom, <laughs> well, okay. Well, I guess we'll call it a day.
1: Um, yeah, just starts talking about his socks. <laughs> socks.
4: <laughs> <laughs> too, much, too much selection. I don't know which one to pick.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, I really do hope that We could do a whole group thing again with all the publishers. I think it's fantastic. I I think I really like it. I hope that viewers will have enjoyed this one too. Um, Hope y'all contact either Jeremy, uh, Rich, Richard, Lindsay, myself, uh, Elaine Purna, who would have been here. I hope she's feeling better. uh elaine i believe that would be in deviant art studios through deviant art i don't have their web address but anyway All I'm right. on
1: Facebook as well.
0: oh yeah that's true um okay well we'll uh we'll see you on the next uh on the next go round uh this will be out within a day or two so uh ciao baby subscribe subscribe support <laughs> Okay. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Please leave a review wherever you listen. This helps people find us. All links to guests or sites mentioned will be in the show notes. You can find Lindsay on Facebook at Lindsay Grayling Sketch Cards or search for Cartoon Cosplay. You can find me at IngridKVHardy.com or on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash ingrid.kv.hardy. This podcast is independently funded, meaning the costs come from our pockets. If you'd like to help with even just a couple of dollars, become a patron at patreon.com slash ingridhardy. Music and audio editing for this podcast is done by Victor Besset. If you have any feedback on today's episode or want to suggest a question of the week, email us at thepenciledpodcast at gmail.com, tweet us at inpenciled on Twitter, or on Instagram where we are at thepenciledpodcast. We'd love to hear from you.